0: You would have told me five years ago that I'd be doing, you know, weekly content with Matt Waldman. I would, I don't know, I would have laughed or been excited or not believed you. Not now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm honored that I do get to do this with you here on this platform and on yours. Um, I think one of the, uh, obviously, the conversations we have off the microphone are tend to be even better, or I should say always, are better than football conversations that we have (laughs) on the microphone. But one of the reasons why I'm excited I get to talk to you is we get fresh eyes on prospects that we've been debating for a very long time and uh, uh, a new perspective. With Jermaine Burton, who was a top eight-ish, I think, wide receiver in his class according to the recruiting services, he was the fastest man in the 2019 opening. Everybody remembers that. Not only was he the fastest man, but uh, his other measurables kind of supported his 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 speed. They were they course corresponding. So we were excited about this player. Then of course at Georgia, uh, I think it was Mississippi State that he had the big game. Um, uh, gets behind the defense a couple of times, and uh, and we kind of saw a player who was around 200 pounds who can play physically after the catch. He had this exciting athleticism, or at least tested athleticism. And so we were excited for him. Um, and then he transfers to Alabama. We had big, ex- big expectations for him. I think we expected him to fill the speed element uh, that Jamison Williams left behind there at Alabama. At least last year, that didn't uh, manifest itself. Um, and if it's one thing that I've learned it's probably more than five years that I've been listening to Matt Waldman's content, is that he doesn't care about the athleticism. He cares about what skills uh, a player has, the ability to play the game. Mr. Waldman, um, talk to me about Jermaine Burton. Does he have the ability to play the game?
1: Yeah, he absolutely has the ability to play the game. And, you know, I mean, I certainly, you're right that I tend to go for Skills with a heightened importance relative to other people who may heighten the physical abilities first. To me, the physical abilities are um, kind of a baseline. And once they meet that baseline, I'm not double dipping in terms of credit for them being that much faster, that much quicker, unless it's so rare that they literally get that extra, you know, Tier above everybody else in a way that you can quantify it but when I watched Jermaine Burton what I see is a very economical player where his economy of movement and how he sets things up kind of belie the idea that he's a great athlete you know like when I watched him at first if you had told I didn't know that for instance that he was the fastest player at the opening Um, what I did know is that when I watched him occasionally on vertical routes it was quite noticeable that he had um strong acceleration like kind of like ooh, yeah you, you know kind of moments when you watched him accelerate that was was almost surprising because of the way he's featured um but you know when it comes to how he's featured he's used more as a a possession player i i would say um he's He's used on the X a lot, but it seems to me when I watch him, the skills that he displays look more like he's a slot player or a flanker or a combination of both. But you can see that he understands how to sell vertical routes. He understands uh, he has a variety of release techniques that work well, um, and he can be patient and sudden with being able to set them up and use um his pacing was savvy to set up defenders playing off him or tight to him um and you know that he's he's fast enough to challenge a, a a high safety so if you have a safety playing deep and you can challenge him on a vertical route in the middle of the field um you know that he certainly has enough speed to win deep at the same time i didn't think he had as much success Winning vertically against cornerbacks when cornerbacks are playing off coverage of him. So I playing tight, he wins with one to two steps. But off coverage. So what that tells me is that maybe he tests well, but I don't think he's, you know, I don't think anybody was saying he was gonna be Tyree Kill or even Mike Wallace. Maybe some folks he was a Wallace Henry Ruggs type, but I don't think so. I think he's more of a guy who you know, get him one-on-one on an Island and he's the guys playing tight to him. We'll take a shot, you know, but I don't see him as a shot player either to the extent that maybe some people do, because what he does best is routes, breaking back to the quarterback or breaking inside in the middle of the field and making contested catches where he's between zone defenders And he takes a hit. He's got that Amon Ra St. Brown kind of um, toughness to him and physicality with how he can catch the ball and get a little, get the most of what he can after the catch. Very good at just kind of staying straight line ish and not like trying to make too many moves. Very economical, like I said. Even with his breaks, he does a lot of little things to throw people off that aren't, you know, they're subtle movements, um, you know, with his footwork um catching the ball I think he's you know pretty darn good he's good against tight coverage as long as he doesn't have to jump back for the ball so like for me a true x you know whether it's a small guy like Tyreek Hill who plays big or whether it's a you know whether it's a larger receiver like AJ Brown um They go up and win the ball and know how to position themselves to get the ball, even when they're getting pinned to the boundary. They understand their timing with jump backs and being able to jump through towards the ball. I think that's the weakest point of Burton's game. I think he's, I think he doesn't always know how to use his hands or when he doesn't know how, he doesn't always gauge well with the ball in the air what type of attack he should use in those situations. But get him inside the numbers and, he's he's really good um and he's tough and he can reach behind his break path to win targets and you know he works back to the ball well he's very aware with with zones um you know i think that when he sees he's settling into a tight zone and he's he can he spots that he's covered up and he works away from that area i think he has good awareness of catching the ball at the boundary but you don't want him on fade routes. You don't want him on jump-throughs on underthrown footballs as much as his speed may have you think. Um, so when I watch him, I think of him as you know a different player than what people might think in terms of speed, but the physical skills are there. He looks like an aspiring NFL receiver. Uh,
0: I, think, I think I have two follow-up questions here. Um, one being I, I want to ask you about what you meant about off coverage, attacking off coverage because when I think about you know all the things that I was taught about off coverage, either you have the speed to get on on you know to stack your um, off corner uh, you know in the right amount amount of time but that the quarterback has to throw the ball or or you don't or you aren't um, for lack of a better term stemming your or excuse me attacking, the leverage in a way that disguises what it is that you're doing. What I I, I think that it might be one of those two things or what is it that you're seeing that he's failing with as far as beating off coverage?
1: Yeah. Um, I know that I've seen him set up routes pretty well in terms of either diving inside or widening defenders who are playing off him. Um, To influence, but he does it better to influence zone defenders. I've seen him do that well. Now, he will also get defenders to turn their hips when they're playing off, if it's safeties or things like that. And he sells double moves with quickness, but without a lot of exaggeration. And maybe he needs to be a little bit more, he needs to give a little bit more of an exaggeration sometimes. Um, to get the get cornerbacks who are a little more twitchy to react. Like he's not quite selling it as much as he should. And then I just saw, now again, you know, I've watched, so people know when I say this, so either I've really screwed up here and I need to go back and watch a little bit more, which might happen if the combine comes and he runs like a 4-3, okay? But I've watched him against Tennessee this year, Last year, I watched him against Ole Miss, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Kansas State, Auburn, and Texas A&M. So I've watched a fair bit of games on Jermaine Burton thus far. And what I have in my notes and from what I remember seeing was the acceleration was definitely there, but it was, it, but it showed up in situations where it didn't show up in situations that it needed to. How about I put it that way, where when defenders were playing off him and I have to think that the problem is is that he was too busy thinking about what he needs to do against the defender and it maybe is slowing him down. Because I watched against Tennessee, I saw a route on the left flat where literally I watched him and thought, ooh, I hadn't seen that speed before. And that was... Let's see. That was the 7th game. 7 games in. And that was the first time I saw that and went, "Oh wow, that guy's got that guy's got more in the tank than I thought he did." Um so maybe it's because you know, maybe it's just because of the the way that he's been used, but the off coverage I saw, maybe guys were playing 7 yards off and you're not you shouldn't expect anybody to really win against seven yards off or even five yards off. Maybe the type of route that was being run, the defenders were being extra cautious in that regard. So, um yeah, I, I guess for me, what I saw was he's not, he's not a, he's not like the, um a waddle or a Williams or, or remotely a hill, but, but he's still an, A fast enough outside receiver to win. Robert Woods was a fast enough outside receiver to win, but he was four five guy. I if if you told me that Jermaine Burton ran four four five, he ran. So coming in,
0: coming into college, I just looked up that time. It was a four four three. Which I mean, just to I think we've stated these stats before. Like Saquon Barkley coming into high school ran a four six six. Justin Jefferson four seven eight. You know, so. uh, four four three is is a really blazing time for a high school for a high school player um yeah. those are the those are saquon and justin jefferson are the ones that i kind of remember uh right off the top of but my
1: you head. raise a good point you raise a good point with that because saquon was what 183 pounds or something like that when he came in he added all that explosive muscle and got faster and i would bet Justin Jefferson also got a little bit bigger because he's a phys- he was a physical player at and he shocked people with how fast he was at the combine, which means that going into it, people had already a book on him of what they expected, and it wasn't that. Whereas with Jermaine Burton, maybe Burton's the example of the big guy in a little coat I always like to joke about, who's got the adult body of you, you know close to two hundred pounds, already six feet, you know, big time school, already fast. But hasn't grown much, gained much in that level. So he's still fast, but he's not like, but it wasn't, we can't go by the same rules of like, oh, he's going to get even faster because he hasn't really changed his body that much. He was already closer to his physical max in terms of explosion. And I think maybe that's what's going on here.
0: So Jermaine Burton's uh, name came up in a recent Debbie Debate episode. Where we were, we were asking ourselves, who could be this next, this 2024 draft classes next Puka Nakua, so a player that might be taken on day two or day three, who has um, a a very good recruiting pedigree, productive all four years, has some uh, uh, versatility and usage, like rushing because Puka Nakua had that at um, at BYU and at Washington. And Jermaine, Bur- Jermaine Burton's name came up as a candidate that could be, you know, that type of player if he found himself in the right situation. Not record-setting, you know, whatever, however many catches, but somebody who could be unexpectedly productive very early in their career. Um, were we right to name Jermaine Burton as one of those p- potential guys? And you can say, ah, no, you guys are way off. Feel free to say it.
1: No, I mean, I'd Puka Nakua at roughly a slightly higher score than Jermaine Burton right now um, in terms of how I value them. And they're both in the same tier, which is guys who can contribute right away in an offense that's suited best towards their talents. Um, I saw Nakua, even though I saw Nakua as kind of a mix of... I can see why people saw him as a Robert Woods type of prospect Um, I had him more compared to Golden Tate um, and early Doucette because I thought he had some attack issues. He was very physical. Um, He was really good after the catch, um, but stronger in the middle of the field in some ways than than as polished as on the outside as Robert Woods was coming out of school. And Woods had more of that perimeter element even though – when he was a, a Pro Bowl player, they were using him a lot more inside, outside, and as a utility type of starter at the Rams. What's funny is Jermaine Burton, his aspirational comparison is Robert Woods because um, he's a better outside guy um, than I thought Nakua is. Even though Nakua could make some contested plays and those look good, I think that um, you know I see. Jermaine Burton as kind of a, a combination of aspiring for guys like Woods and Amon Ross St. Brown. And if it doesn't work out, I see him as more of like a slightly better version of Rashard Higgins and Ben Jefferson.
0: So, so uh, we've been using the league of record draft to kind of assess a player's value because Jermaine Burton was largely seen as kind of failing at Alabama last year. His value fell a ton. That was, now, after his freshman year, I think a lot of people would have considered him in a top 15 wide receiver in Debbie and C2C. But after he transferred to Alabama and then didn't have you know, the success that we were hoping for, his value dropped a lot. Uh, in the League of Record draft, you're talking about 40 rounds with some of the sm- smartest, sharpest r- minds in this space. He was taken in round 40. It's only 45 rounds. And Matt, if I told you the names of the players that were taken around him, I don't think that you would know any of these. Marcus Lewis, Craig was the uh, player for Colorado who scored three touchdowns in the spring game and then immediately entered the transfer portal. He was taken in that in, that, in this round. Um who else? Uh uh Ethan Carter at Michigan State, who's having a relatively good season. He was taken at at 4003. Gavin Bartholomew, the tight end at Pitt. He was taken at at the 4001. Um Kelby P- Paisor, the slot wide receiver at UNC he was taken at the 4009 there's like there's nobody here in this round um you know that has the NFL future that I think Jermaine Burton has I I I mean the I- <laughs> 40th round of a startup pick Matt Waldman it sounds like you're buying at that value
1: um without a doubt I'm buying I mean that's crazy um Jermaine Burton, I mean, his score isn't solid for me for what's going to be you know, my final product when I publish the RSP because I still have more to watch and tweak. But I can tell you his score right now, like I said, is in the same range as Puka Nakua. And while Puka Nakua ranked just inside my top 20 because I had a number of players had tweaks here and there from that, the score is what's more important, what we're looking at right now i mean with the players i've watched i have maybe 6 or 7 players at the wide receiver position ranked higher than burton in this class that's it um so and there are some bigger names who are included in that list who are below him um i'll say that you know looking at his game i don't know how you yeah i mean to me he looks like a guy that you'd be really pleased to get him in the third round of a rookie dynasty draft. Um, And you would feel like that you're getting a potential deal there, a potential value. I could see him being a second round player, um, you know, in a, in a lot of leagues and, and feeling okay with that. So yeah, it's a great, that's a great bargain. I think he's vastly underrated because like you said, the production just wasn't there, but, but the skills to play in the NFL are, so I want to give
0: my audience uh, our our audience a sense for who else went a, a little bit earlier than Jermaine uh Will Paul the wide receiver at Wisconsin. Uh Parker Jenkins the freshman at at Houston running back who's having a, a good season, uh true freshman. He was taken in the 38th round. Chris Bell, uh the the wide receiver whose claim of fame was having, you know, an excellent 143-yard game against Travis Hunter in high school. He was taken in the 39th round. Um, Dallin Holker, the tight end from Colorado state that Jim Nagy has been talking about recently. He was taken in the 38th round. Um, so that's like the rank Caden Salter, the CFF quarterback from Liberty was taken in the 37th round. Julian Fleming, former number one wide receiver in his class, was taken in the 37th round. So these are like all of the guys, uh, you know, the range where Jermaine Burton was taken after those guys. So, um, I think if you have him. Uh, you should feel good. And maybe if it you, you might have one more week to get trades done before the college side, the trade deadline in the in the college side uh, uh comes up. So Jermaine Burton might be a player that you want to go trade for. Yeah. And you and, and you might want to go trade for. And and quite frankly, his value hasn't I don't think that it's jumped a whole lot really even with the he's had a little bit better of a year this year than he did last year. I don't think his value has jumped a whole lot, so he could be. I mean, this is why we have Matt Waldman on. He could be a th- kind of a throw-in in trades right now. So maybe he that's go exact and think that's exactly
1: that's a perfect way to describe how you could use him because you're going to get a good uh, value from him. And think of it this way: um, who who's he? Who's throwing to him at, at Alabama and uh, well, Milrow and Jalen um, Jalen Milrow? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you've talked about him a lot on both, you know, our show together and I'm sure on campus to Canton, you know, he's had things to prove and maybe, maybe the proof hasn't been quite there yet. So it's not like the quality of passer has been, you know, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, um, you know, not those, you know, Jalen hurts Tua a you know, Jalen Milroe is probably a good rung down from the lowest guy you would rank from the names that I just mentioned. Um, so sometimes, you know, sometimes you have really good receivers who are dependent on quarterbacks who just aren't quite ready to be able to provide that level of support to maximize their skills. I mean, certainly we're watching Michael Wilson right now, who around this time last year we were talking about, and he didn't have much thrown his way at Stanford. And when he did in Davis Mills, he was injured. So it wasn't like, um, you know, he put up terrific numbers. Um, Puka Nakua. I mean, Jaron Hall, Jaron Hall's not bad. You know, not good enough that they decided they were going to roll with them in Minnesota after Kirk Cousins got hurt um, permanently. They've already traded for Josh Dobbs, which means that, you know, Hall might get one start, you know, before they bring in Dobbs. Um and before that, it was Zach Wilson who you know, might as well be entering a senior year at BYU in terms of the way that he's played uh, at this point in the NFL. <laughs> so, I mean, it, he's gotten better. I mean, I think he's, got, he's actually getting a little bit better, just not good enough that you're thinking of him in fantasy terms. Now he's just supporting fantasy players well enough that we're not whining about Garrett Wilson um, being stuck with Zach Wilson. Now we just think of it more as, Wow, imagine if he's doing this well with Zach Wilson, imagine what he could do with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, that's kind of where we're at, as opposed to, oh Lord, I can't even get anything out of Garrett Wilson. So, you know, with that in mind, Jermaine Burton, definitely um good value. I love how you said, you know, match, you know, kind of do him as a throw in because nope people aren't seeing it. And when he ha- runs that four four three or four, four, one or even a four four five at the combine and he shows off the quickness and the acceleration too and he catches everything um yeah he's gonna his stock's gonna go up a little bit
0: his stock's gonna go up a little bit i'm gonna try to trade for it i'm actually trying to put the trade together right now uh in in a league that i care a lot about so uh matt waldman thank you for your insight
1: my pleasure felix always